Welcome to the Two Man Game Podcast. We're back in the studio once again uh, with our professional equipment. First time in the college basketball season. Yes, yeah. Our we'll get to our preseason predictions here in a little bit after some f- small football me- talk. Do you remember? Oh my goodness. Uh, I remember what Probably we said, said about that. the Memphis Tigers, and yeah. I think we were spot on with that. So we'll get to them. Probably anyway, said all these bad teams were. were gonna be good and all these good teams are gonna be i mean bad. look we, we we've long been iowa state stands on this podcast <laughs> i was not but that they're good <laughs> two wins last year to seven and oh already this year i mean look we I, I don't know about if you did but i opined for the firing of their coach for a long time last year it looks like things have already been turned around yeah all right anyway goss we'll start off with your football team which just got its quarterback return to return malik cunningham <laughs> You know, um, with Malik returning, just adds to all the positive momentum going on with the program. So I'd like to for you to talk about just how big that is, and for this big next step just, for the Louisville football just, program. It's just another thing on the positives list, I guess. It's been nothing but positive since Duke wow. and Syracuse. I mean, <laughs> I got to what I'm hearing according to. Um, I've been told by a source very close to the program that the following players would likely leave if a change isn't made. Trayvon Cooley, Ben Perry, Amari Huggins, Bruce, and Bruce, and Ashton Gelati. Those they will leave if a change is made. Is not. Is not like as the head made. coach. Yeah. So they're like or defense. I don't know. I was gonna say. So are they saying they want they want sat out? Uh, apparently, because Malik announced that, they think that that's a sign that things are gonna change. So that so they think Malik was like inside and right. oh there you look go. the Louisville insider is already on Ty his high Spalding. horse Ty Spalding. Well, oh, it was told a big program reached out to Cunningham's camp to gauge interest. Ooh. Well, that's as, a big, as I've said all week. Gun to my head, a change is being made. At head coach, fire sat. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think Scott Satterfield will be the head coach of Louisville football on July first? If I if you asked me three days ago, I would say yes, but no. No. The the longer that it's kind of an awful spot um, right now, timing wise. I mean, his dad just died, which is horrible. I mean, that's as good a reason to fire him as any, right? Exactly. <laughs> like they're kind of in a tough spot, like with the transfer portal being so big. It's like, all right. You got to make a move sooner rather than later. Um, when is that move going to be made? Like, is it you don't want to be an asshole. Yeah. Um, well, this is something to monitor over the next. And it's weird. Few all days, of a sudden, weeks. like, um, all the coaches are like trying to get all these recruits to commit early. Well, the signing signing day is like two weeks from now, I think. Yeah, they're trying to get these guys to just announce early like we apparently have a silent commitment but i don't i think that was just like well from a four-star quarterback but they're just trying to get this yeah some hope back into the program before they get canned. that silent commit was malik cunningham coming back no it was uh pierce clarkson is he coming he first of all he was a 2023 guy so i was like that really has no effect on next Not, year's team. No impact. Yeah. So. Well, Kentucky also had a silent commitment from a 2023 guy, basketball player named Ross Dillingham, and then and he, he just to decided to go to NC State, apparently. So, well, so let's talk about last weekend. No. <laughs> what a beautiful game. Such an ugly, <laughs> awful game. You realize that was the uh, biggest upset against the spread in the history of the rivalry. No way. We won by 31. We're Supposed to 34 points. Kentucky difference. was a 30, 31 point winner and a three point underdog. That's a 34 point upset. That trumps 2016 when we were a 28 point underdog and won by three. So, I love when Bulls on the shitty side. I, I do too. It's great. <laughs> it's been nothing but roses since we um, got into college for Kentucky football. It's just I, I've I've like done like a little time thing ever since I've gotten into college and gone to the University of Kentucky. Louisville athletics has just ever since you went to the dark side. Shit. They and, need you uh, back in Louisville, keeping things on an even keel. Yeah, I think I think it's my presence here is what's giving you 
You're so you're welcome. I well look, I appreciate it. In our I'm gonna graduate without seeing a Kentucky loss to Louisville. We won by like a combined ninety five points or something, maybe even a hundred. You're lucky you didn't catch us that COVID year. Oh man, if we had, <laughs> yeah, if we caught you last year with Evan Conley and <laughs> Malik Cunningham. Yeah, but, well he wasn't. Yeah, he got he injured every really five games. Was it last year where you all he would get injured like half of the games and then it would be Conley coming in, or was it, that two years ago? It was kind of both. It happened. It it surprised me. I have, it's only happened like twice this year. Only but twice. Like, but like it used to happen every single game. Wait, it happened in the Kentucky game, I guess. He went out because he hit his wrist on some yeah. dude's helmet. Yeah, it was that game and the Clemson game. Well, the Clemson. That's the reason we lost to Clemson. Honestly, like that, we would have won that game because hmm. when he went out. Three drives did nothing to drain any clock, get any like field position. Evan That's Conley three wasted the drives <laughs> as opposed to, you know, maybe we do get a first down when three drives with Malik Cunningham. Yeah, Malik Cunningham. And we still almost won the game. We had we were one yard away again against Clemson. Well, that sounds like the tale of the tape for most of your season. Is we, were, well, we were a yard away here, a fourth quarter collapse away there. I mean, uh, A dropped interception away from beating Virginia. A bullshit clock management against beating Wake Forest. I mean, it's, a it's missed field goal like away from making it a game but versus that's, Kentucky. But, <laughs> but that's coaching. Like, <laughs> that's coaching. Like, when games you should win against it, we're, that's what's so frustrating. We, we're not taking advantage of, like, historically bad <laughs> ACC. Is so, it historically bad? I don't know. I heard a lot of— It's been bad. Like, there's—like— there's, the thing with Wake Forest and Pitt, who are like the two teams that are top 15, 18 in the country, they're not any better than they've been in recently. They're just about as what they've been. So they're beating teams that are worse than they've usually been. Yeah, so they're getting so, wins over Clemson when they normally don't, and that's what's boosting them in the and top they're 25. Getting wins over teams like Louisville. And NC State, where sometimes State, they well, they could be a toss up, and then now they're beating them. Like yeah, it was a toss up. Well, there was a, there was a flurry of support for what was apparently a strong ACC by a lot of the Louisville media and fans ahead of the matchup. With so Kentucky. the strength of schedule shit, I never, I I've always didn't like it because it's based off of record of your opponent, correct? Uh, and that and it's it's based off like a bunch of metrics, like yard, like. Yeah, like yards a game, but like, like defense, like I don't know. Well, it's, it's typically weird. they take it's, like you know how like there's like a power index and like the staggering ratings. They basically just take all your opponents and average them out. And they're like, but okay. all of them have good offenses apparently. Well, maybe because everybody has a damn shitty defense. Shitty defense, yeah. Like well, they, and also like you all played Ole Miss as one of your non-conference games, and Kentucky's like, no, we're gonna play not just an FCS team, a bad FCS team, and then we're gonna play the two worst teams in in FBS. So we're like, we'll just. And those, that's like an we, anchor. That just pulls your you strength of schedule down. You want me to move down. to Kentucky. I mean, I, I'll give you my <laughs> my issues with uh, Kentucky Well, I just – did you – is this – um was this a, a result you, you foresaw being possible? Because so, it is certainly what I kind of expected. So Not when, necessarily a, just a throttling, but – Yeah. So based off my uh, great uncle, he was a Kentucky fan. He was he was like, well, what do you think the spread should be? And I said, I think it should be at least UK minus seven ish, eight, you know, yeah. around that area. It's about a touchdown, maybe a little bit more than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And you know, rivalry games, who knows? But that when I saw it was Louisville minus one. <laughs> I mean, and then it, it went was up, like, and then it, <laughs> people were betting it, so it was going. It went to minus three. I'm like, guys, out, and that's when I knew I was like. Hmm. <laughs> that's just gonna piss UK off. UK off. Who always who always gets up for this game? We do, regardless of how good they are, and regardless of how good Louisville is, they always get up for it. Why are you? Of course, we're giving them more reason to. You, as soon as Mark Stoops and Vince Marrow saw it, they were like, "Oh boy!" They were they were licking yeah, their chops. They, they, like, they were so oh, happy to see that. Oh, they're like, "Freaking wait, this one." They're they're good at like taking small crap like that and turning it into like motivation. Like anytime there's a slight, like they will, like I, they'll do those picks on game day, and if like three of the four guys or everybody picks the other team, they'll show it to them and be like, "All right, gotta prove them wrong." And it's like just every little edge they're yeah. always on top of. 
I mean, yeah. All right. So, so what what was your issue with Kentucky fans? I can't wait. Lay it lay it down, <laughs> Doc. Okay, so <laughs> we are riding high right now. We can't we can't be trifling. You're nine and three. You're correct. Uh, nine yeah, we are nine and three. That's a second tied for the best season of my lifetime. Anybody who's unhappy with it can go to hell. Oh, well, I don't, I don't <laughs> think you should be unhappy with it. I am ecstatic. Based on like, hmm, you be, so you have. Two wins against FCS teams, correct? Uh, one actually, technically. The uh, we Chattanooga is FCS, and then the other two were like literally like one twenty nine and one. UL Monroe and yeah. New Mexico State. Yeah, those are two of the worst teams in like regular college football. Okay. FCS teams would probably have a field day with them, so yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll go back to that quickly. I just wanted to mention. I also said if Louisville needed a chance, they had to be plus two in turnovers. That's the only reason UK's lost some games or some games have been closer is because of turnover margin. They're like one of the worst in the country. No, we're the Louisville, second worst in the country. We're the only team in the bottom ten in turnover margin with Louisville a positive had, record. Louisville had to force turnovers and couldn't – had to be almost flawless on like – you. yeah. For every, we just had to be plus two at minimum. Minimum? Okay. I think um, that would have helped your cause, actually, yeah. You think? I think a pick six or two really would have helped you out. Yeah. Well, do a little New Mexico State action, a little scoop and score. Yeah, on the first play. Like, why not? Yeah. So that's why some games have been closer or you've lost some games you shouldn't have. But Yeah. Like Tennessee, we probably win that game if we don't throw a damn pick six or fumble it inside the five. Like, just mm-hmm. stupid crap like that. But I think my issue, I guess, is so you got a winning against an FCCS team. You have – how you have your best win is a a win against a six and six Missouri team, yeah, or uh, would oh, you say LSU? Uh, LSU, I think, is a lot better than six. They came in last in the SEC West, but like everybody in that division is good. <laughs> so I don't look. I don't really care if the best opponent we beat is Chattanooga. We went nine and three, mm-hmm. and I'm happy with it. I'm not gonna and look at back the end and of the like, day. Oh, nobody will remember. You'll just see that you got nine and three or. 10 and 3 or 9 and 4 but and, and the thing about it is like people are like okay you didn't like the only teams with a positive record you lost to it's like okay well if we beat Mississippi State and Tennessee they would have been 6 and 6 too so what unless we beat Georgia it's an unsuccessful but, season like what are we supposed to do we played the teams we played I'm not saying I agree with like it but I think that's why the spread was so like against what most people if you actually paid attention to Louisville and you paid attention to Kentucky yeah. You would know it's a ridiculous spread. But that's why people are like that because, okay, your best wins. Missouri, who mm-hmm. lost to best Boston College. That's fine. LSU, who's 6-6, six and six, their coach is getting fired. Florida, yeah. who's 6-6, six and six, their coach got fired. Those um, coaches got fired because they lost to Kentucky. Let's not let's not mince words here. So they'd be 7-5. and five. We, <laughs> we ended their careers, Cameron. Okay. That's what we're doing okay. out here. And we're headhunting. We might end sat, too. Guess what? <laughs> but, like, we when, you play, when you play – you know, that's the point. Yeah, I mean, I mean well, that—that's why it was like that. That's, I understand. I just, you know, I even if but, even if the teams we beat weren't great, like LSU is pretty talented. Like, they—they they could have beat Alabama. They beat Texas A&M at the end of the year. Like, I mean, they're not a bad team. Like, they would probably go eight and four, nine and three in the ACC. Quite no, frankly. yeah, they would. Because they still like. Even even though we blew them out at the end of the game, they're just tossing it around to this guy. They're like, oh, yeah, this guy, best receiver in the nation probably. I mean, he tore his ACL in that game, which sucks for him. But, like, God, even still. So, I don't care. Just uh, Keyshawn Butte. I don't know. He'll be, I don't know about being best. Dude, he is pretty impressive. I know, he'll some, be a good draft. Ohio player. State has three guys that are pretty amazing. That's also true. Alabama has two. And look, I just don't care who we beat. We smacked the shit out of Louisville, and that makes me happy. Wow. So I, that that's to me, it's a successful season. And guess what? We're going to go get a chance to beat a really good team in a bowl game. And if we do that, you can't look back at the season and say you didn't beat anybody. And also, even if, well, we, I, even I know. if we lose the bowl game, I, I mean, we crushed Louisville, went 9-3, and three, which is the second be- best season of my lifetime, mm-hmm. tied. Like, Sure, it's not like 2018 where we beat a top 10 Florida team, a Missouri team that ended up being ranked, a Mississippi State team that was ranked, like Penn State who was top 10. Like it's not that, but it's still nine and three, and it's a hell of an accomplishment, Mark Stoops. But you could easily be seven and five. I mean, yeah, but we're not. We're nine and three. You're not. <laughs> but you That's could. the thing. Some years you're gonna be seven. Like two years ago, we were seven and five. We had a couple bad games against Missouri and South like, Carolina. I really don't. <sighs> Like, like the Missouris who 
the South Carolinas, the Vanderbilts. Those are where it's like, like you're getting win. Like how many good wins do you have? Is, is that's what's so like? But here's that's the, that's well. That's why people don't. That's why people don't trust, have faith in the UK yet, because they haven't beaten a good team other than Florida uh, um, and Penn State that one year. I mean, maybe we beat Louisville with Lamar. Yeah, that was a pretty good team. Yeah, but that was <laughs> you play up against a shitty defense, anybody can lose. I agree. I well, I mean, it was it was Lamar, but. Like I don't really care about the quality and the, of the worst win. offensive line. I don't really care about the quality of the win. Like last, okay, we beat back to back ranked teams in bowl games the last two years. NC State and Virginia Tech were ranked. We beat them both. Like those are wins you can hang your hat. I don't really care about the win. Like we beat Tennessee. We ended the. We beat Tennessee at Tennessee, which we hadn't done in thirty five years under Mark Stoops. We ended the Florida streak. Now we beat them twice. We beat. We smacked the crap out of LSU. And yes, part of the reason they had a bad record is because we kicked the crap out of them. Like it's. I don't like if you're part of the reason these other teams aren't good wins anymore is because Kentucky consistently beats them. Like South Carolina is not a, as good a program but, as they used to be. Part of the reason is we beat them every year. But their their record goes to seven and five as opposed to six and six. They're still not great. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, suppose like, based on their record, you will you like. I think you're in the SEC and we get that, but you also get an advantage for being in the SEC. Get, there yeah. is an advantage because you can recruit better, you can, can. get more talent. Um, I suppose you can keep coaches easier. You can pay coaches more. Oh, we can pay coaches a lot more. Golly, we can pay coaches. That's why Brian Kelly's ridiculous. People are like, why uh, do you leave Notre Dame? It's like, oh, yeah, they doubled his salary. Like, what? They doubled his salary. He had, did you see all these like attachments? <laughs> yeah, they had it's to absurd. It? It's a uh, yeah. They like his house gets paid for. His he gets like mm-hmm. a, two cars. And like a stipend for food, something like the dude doesn't need that shit, but yeah. he, he gets it. But yeah. well, on the win thing, I don't like if we're winning nine, eight, nine games in any given year. I really don't care who the wins come against. Sure, would it be great to beat ranked teams? But you know what? We didn't really get an opportunity to do that this year. You know what? We're gonna have one in the bowl game, and you know what? I think we both know there's probably as good a chance as any we can beat Iowa, or Wisconsin, who are ranked teams. Like. Mm. I don't think not having the quality wins mean is necessarily reflective of no, 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 us no, no, not no. being good. I don't think I think um the fact that you're nine and three and have so many turnovers is very impressive. But yeah. also those are games you won because just we're better than the other team. Yeah. I mean it's Missouri and South Carolina. You turn the ball well, over look, a lot. There was like, a time when New Mexico State but that's how you like lose games you shouldn't. And we said before the year started, you're gonna lose a game or two that you shouldn't, and you're gonna win a game or two that you may not. And we and if you really look at it, most of the games we won, we we, we pretty much were the better team. I mean, the Florida game is the one you look at where you're like, that definitely could have gone the other way. But then you're like, okay, Mississippi State was just outplayed us. So it's probably Florida could have gone either way, and Tennessee, Tennessee could have gone. Yeah. So nine and three is probably how we should have been. Mm-hmm. That's probably the correct record, and I'm excited. Next year we're gonna get Will Levis back. We're gonna have Wandale's gonna leave, but we're gonna get other receivers. We got this Barry and Brown guy. We're ready to go, Cameron Willie Heisman. Let's get it rolling. Mm, I can't stand. Um, I love him. I mean, he I'm needs sure a reality he check, but it's fine. He, hey, what, you all could have given him his reality check. No, I know. It was I know. sitting there for the taking. He, he, we should have. I, it's, I, I'm not mad at like the the L's down because I mean we we had every. It's L's chance, down. It's chance not like to, a big deal, yeah. <laughs> chance to stop it, but well, if you want to stop it, I'm, you have to stop I it. I am more than happy to have Will Levis back for another year. I think he's excellent as a quarterback. He's just awesome. Our offense was 16th this year in yards per play in the SEC, which, look, our schedule wasn't that difficult, but you're playing four- and five-star athletes is the big thing to me. Like Even when people are like, Oh, these all these teams are six and six. It's like South Carolina's gonna have two guys go in the first two days of the draft. Like LSU has three first rounders on their roster and a quarterback that's a draft prospect. Like Tennessee's just got this random guy who started four years at Virginia Tech, and then these two receivers <laughs> that are gonna go get drafted. Like, what? Like it, but, that's the thing. Like even when they aren't that good, you're like they have talent all over the place. Like you're, like, we play South Carolina. Still... They're, like, they're like, hey, the best edge rusher in the country. I'm like, why? Like, can't you? You can. <laughs> You can have talent and still suck, though. Yeah, but I'd much rather play a team like Louisville that doesn't have NFL talent 
into six and six. How dare you? <laughs> a team like, like LSU. Although we did the okay, same thing. Florida though. for the example. They almost lost to Samford and Florida State. And they almost beat Bama. It's the damnedest thing. It doesn't make anything. Well, I think if you look at them. Well, like, Florida State, they were in control almost the whole game. They almost lost. They almost gave it up. Well, I, but, th- I think with Florida and teams, like a lot of teams that like LSU kind of went through this where you fire the coach halfway through. Like there's just the players stopped. They give up, I swear. Like, they, like there's no reason that like Florida beat Tennessee by 40 and then almost lost to Sanford. Like that's that's player driven. That's not that's not reflective of that team. That's like, hey, they clearly hit a point in their season. Their coach got fired, and like, what's the motivation? You're not you're not having a good season, even remotely by Florida standards. What do they care if they go seven and five, six and six, five and seven? It's all failure to them because they're used to winning nine, ten games. I think that's yeah, that's correct. That's true. I agree. That's just in Florida's case. So that happens to a lot of teams who like just fall apart that throughout the all year. The time. Yeah, like yeah. All right, are we ready to move on mm-hmm. to the football playoff, Cameron? Where it looks yeah. like Georgia's making it for sure. Mm-hmm. They play Bama, so if Bama wins, they'll obviously be in. Mm-hmm. If they lose, they'll be out. And then we got Michigan. If they win, they're in. And then Cincinnati. If they win, they're probably in. Mm-hmm. But let's like, if will Alabama we... has to lose for Cincinnati to so okay, be comfortable. Let's, yeah, because if Alabama wins, them and Georgia are both in clearly. Mm-hmm. Michigan wins, they're in. Oklahoma State wins, and then it's Oklahoma State versus Cincy for the last spot. And Oklahoma State has two top ten wins as opposed to one. They do, uh, but they also have a loss. Wait, wait, wait. So like, they would have beaten Baylor twice, oh. and Oklahoma. But Baylor's not. Neither of those teams are going to be top ten anymore. I mean, maybe Oklahoma has two losses now, right? Okay, but they got three top twelve wins against one top six seven win. Yeah. Undefeated too, no loss. Like who's Oklahoma State's lost to? Well, it depends on what they and they could look at eye test. I don't. I haven't watched Oklahoma State, but like I, the only thing is Cincinnati has been unimpressive in a lot of wins. They have, but they've they've won. Yeah, and they beat Notre Dame but, handily on the road. Like how? Like to me, that's the game where you're like, they beat a top six team. They're undefeated. This Houston team they're playing is ranked. Like, but if they play more of the games like that Oklahoma State plays, the room for error that they had in a lot of the games, they lose. They probably lose. Hmm. Yeah. Like who? Okay. I guess if it, Cincinnati plays Oklahoma State, who do you think wins? Cincinnati plays Oklahoma State. Uh. I mean, I I don't think you could safely say Oklahoma State. I don't wins. think you could say Oklahoma State either. But if if it was if I was a betting man, like there are years when like the UCF argument, and then be like them versus Ohio State, and I'd be like, well, Ohio State would smash them. But this year, I don't like they beat Notre Dame. I mean, clearly nobody would say Notre Dame couldn't beat Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. That would be ridiculous. Like if you said there's no way Notre Dame, like no, they and Cincinnati handled them on the road. Yeah, they haven't been as impressive as they probably ought to have been. Given their schedule, but if they're twelve and zero with the win at Notre Dame, I don't know how you don't put them in. They'd be thirteen and zero, right? And I think statistically, Michigan, Oklahoma State, or Bama will lose, and they'll get in. Oh no no! If, if Alabama loses, Since, uh, Cincinnati's safe. Yeah, pretty much. If Michigan loses, Cincinnati's safe. Yeah, Michigan's not gonna lose. Huh? I mean, you'd think not. If Oklahoma <sighs> State loses, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. I should stop saying stuff on the podcast because they, it if, always goes in the different direction. If Oklahoma State, Michigan, or Alabama lose, Cincinnati's in for certain, so long as they beat Houston. Yeah. If they lose to Houston, that would be an all-time ball dropping by them. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, I hope Cincy makes it because I want to root for him. I want, I want our high school QB to have a shot at the, uh, at the title. Mm-hmm. All right, last thing on football. Who's going to win the, the Heisman? I guess it's just going to be C.J. Stroud, but, like, that's... Jordan, it should be Jordan Davis or Will Anderson or Aiden Hutchinson. I want a defensive guy this year because yeah, it's, it's going to be happening. Bryce Young, I believe, actually. Dude, what, like, him and Stroud both, like, okay, they're fine. They're playing in... They're throwing to... Okay, we yeah. talked... We literally just talked <laughs> about... Ohio State, they're throwing to three future pros, like, three future first, first rounders. rounders. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Bryce Young's only throwing to two future Irish runners, so that's yeah, the well, edge. I guess so. Like, <laughs> then we came into the year and people were like, okay, well, 
Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are the best one-two punch of receivers in a long time. It's like, oh, and yeah. And they got Smith and Jigba. Who leads the team in receiving yards. And you're like. <laughs> That's like some Alabama stuff when they had the yeah. rugs, the, the waddle, the When they went four Smith deep with rugs, waddle, Smith, and uh, Judy. Judy. <laughs> and then Smith was the leading receiver that year. Yeah, he was. And he, and he was, had the most touchdowns. And he was the one that didn't get drafted that year. He was the least talked about, which I that made no sense to He me. was the last one drafted, like, chronologically of all of them. Yeah. I mean, he was the seventh pick, which was higher than Judy and Ruggs. But, like, he was drafted right like right after, after Waddle. Waddle. So he's the youngest one hmm. and the Heisman winner. <laughs> I could argue he's he, that Looking back at ones. it, he was a good Heisman winner. Like, he was no, he deserved completely it. No, worthy. He, was, he's, he blew out the competition. I, it wasn't close. I was watching some of his highlights a few days ago, and I was like, he really, like, just was... Every single game, I think he had a touchdown or two and, like, over 100 yards. Well, even in those playoff games, it was just like, he just completely dumped. Like, he was the best player in football. It was, like, the first half of the first playoff game, he had, like, 200 two touchdowns, yards receiving yeah. and two touchdowns. Like, two or three touchdowns. It's like, dude, are he, you kidding me? And sometimes I feel like when people throw, like, receivers or defensive players in the... Heisman talk. It's like, okay, are we being like kind of cute but here? But no, he was the, the best. He yeah. was the best player, the yeah. most it's important. It's the best player. player in the country, the most impactful. Usually, that's an offensive guy because it's Usually a quarterback. Usually, it's a quarterback. Yeah, but this year, like, I don't think the quarterbacks are the reason there. No, there's not any. So, good, there's not very many good quarterbacks this year. Good, I'm. I guess, but like, like, Matt Corral to me is. If you're gonna give it to a quarterback, like. He's done more with it, less, less than yeah. compared to Stroud and yeah. Young. They haven't won as many games because it's, they had a shittier it's gonna defense be, and shittier offensive line than most of the. Um, it's just going to be a boring Heisman race, which sucks. But it's going to go to Stroud or Young. But it's so boring. If they're if they're gonna if they're gonna ever give it to a defensive player, this should probably be the year. There's three legitimate candidates for defensive guys. Can we honestly say any of those? But guys they're not going to win. Yeah, like even with Georgia, like Jordan Davis isn't the best defender on that team. Probably it's <laughs> their middle linebacker is like the guy who yeah, calls all the signals and stuff. And but Jordan Davis is a problem every time. He's no, in. yeah, Jordan Davis. Like is. he's making a play or causing ruckus in the pen. Causing like the, ruckus. Yep. In the middle. He's every eating play. lineman. Yep. All right. I guess we'll switch to basketball. Um. All right, Cameron, your team won the Bahamar Hoops <laughs> Challenge. I saw a lot of chatter about that on Saturday night yes. after the UK game. They're like, well, look. There, there was a little bit of sarcasm involved. But. It's all it's all right. We won the Bahamar. Yeah, Bahamas, Bahamar, Bahamas championship. And then, and then we watched your team, Yes, was it yesterday or two days, two days ago? Two days ago. Oh. Uh, odd game against Michigan State. Two days ago. Yeah, it was two days ago. Was a, yeah. So the cards can play some defense, but they can't. They can't score. They can't score unless L. Ellis is just this savior yeah. you found in the last five minutes of what would have been a blowout. Otherwise, can't score. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a real problem. You don't have any offensive creation. Like I was gonna look. Up. You and I were talking about like Noah Locks your leading scorer, but like he just is he still? God. Yeah, it, it, you're all stats. He had zero points. <laughs> Yikes! I mean, it looks right. He's at, he was averaging like thirteen, and the next guy was at like nine or eight. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's not our a, defense is gonna have to win us a lot of games. I mean, the, the thing is, your defense is pretty good. No, they're good. They're, they they're very good. They're they had good. they played thirty eight minutes of of nearly perfect defense. Not I wouldn't say perfect, but good defense. And then the two minutes where we couldn't score, and then they just gave up a lot of points that killed us, and then we were never going to come back from then. In the Michigan State game? Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of went crazy from three. If you look at the shot quality, you all probably should have. Did you see the shot quality? Yeah, 50%. Uh, okay, I was going to mention that because I was like, that's amazing. That's that. So that mean, that tells me that. Y'all can't shoot. We can't shoot for shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're so going to lose so many games because like I, that I we shouldn't because Some people of that. were quoting that like, okay, well. Clearly, this game could go either way if we played it again. I'm like, no, what that tells me is you can get good shots. You just can't make them. Like, this isn't a, a one-off thing. Like, you're good at, like, yeah, Michigan State probably scores a lot less points if you play that game over again. But I don't know if you all score any more necessarily. Dude, oh, my God. This is bad. <laughs> Our best three-point shooter is uh, Matt Cross. 
Technically, it's Mason Faulkner at 44%. Yeah, but, but he he's got, shoot. he's got, I think he's like four for 11 or four for nine. Yeah, he's taking nine three point attempts. Like, yeah. He was two for two in the Maryland game. No, 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 no. Uh, the Mississippi State game. When well, it good. Get him shooting more. Um, Why can't he play? What's he wrong? had a wide open three against Michigan State. Like, what, what's the deal with him? He was really good at um, Western Carolina, I believe. I'm hoping that, I mean, he didn't start playing, like, practicing at all until, like, a week before the season started. I'm hoping he's just behind, but Noah Locke, 38%. Um, Matt Cross, 35%, and that's only because of one game against, uh, I think, M- Detroit Mercy, where he was 4-for-4. Four four. Mm. So, Detroit Mercy. I mean, what, a, what a game, that Detroit Mercy. Do you see Detroit Mercy was down like 33-10 to 10 in the first half last night? You serious? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, that's bad. Right. No, that was Missouri. Are you sure? No, Missouri played Liberty. I know, and they were down like thirty-five to eleven. Oh, uh, I think it. Yeah, I, <laughs> they. Yeah, they were also down very a, a lot of points. Like, look, Malik Williams and Jalen Withers keep shooting threes, and they keep missing. <laughs> well, they should stop. I saw Withers jack one up the Dude, other day, and I was like, "What's he doing?" He does that so much. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. And then he got two quick fouls. And That's I was why. Like, what is the, what is Withers up to over I here? I don't know what the hell. Like, they like they're playing this five out no in. And they still can't drive no for end. some reason. And I'm like, if you're going to do that shit, you, well, play God, small. Put Jalen Withers at the five. You're not a five-out team. You don't have anybody that can beat people off the dribble. No shit. You need a guy. But if you're going to do that, at least put more guys that can do something in there. If you're going to go five-out, you need a distributor that can break people off the dribble, which you don't have. Like, I love Jarrett West, but he's just a pudgy man. Like, he can't, no. he can't blow by people as solid as he is on defense. Um, but um, I, I guess I was happy with the defense because fuck. Like, I mean, if you've got a good defense, you'll win enough games. Especially in the ACC, let's talk about that real quick. That, oh my! The god. ACC is atrocious. Like, oh my god. Okay, but to be fair, I, like you know the Big Ten ACC challenge, we lost eight to six. Yeah. And it was mainly be- because of one upset, and there was not really big upsets. It was just Duke and Ohio State at Duke at Ohio State. Yeah. That's, like, the one. So it really was, like, 7-7. Because Duke's probably the better team. They were the better team for most of that game. Yeah, and they were up by, like, 13. They let it go. Paulo was, like, up cramping again. Yeah. Losing my Which, seven that's down. That's sad, but... <laughs> but... Um, no, but the ACC, like, okay, can you tell me... how? Can you list the teams that we know are going to make the tournament? We Duke know and North for Carolina. certain. I, that's what I was going to say. Outside of that? No. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like, is Wake Forest good? Louisville's gonna have Louisville can't. This is what I, this is why this is why I'm like, God, it just continues to piss me off with all this NCAA shit. It's like God. There's a there's a window here. There's to such be good. a oh Virginia Tech's good. I think. Because um, there are <laughs> there are seven teams in the ACC with three losses or more already. That's all. That's bad. I mean, Pittsburgh's really bad. Dude, yeah, Pittsburgh is atrocious. Goodness gracious, they are bad. They. <laughs> you want to hear some of Pittsburgh's results so far, Cameron? What? Ah, uh, well, they won't pull up. They've lost to Vanderbilt by 16. <laughs> 16. Vanderbilt, who scored 34 points against VCU. <laughs> they lost to West Virginia by 15. They lost to the Citadel by 15 mm-hmm. to open the season. Mm hmm. <laughs> they 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 lost to UMBC by ten, and they just barely fell to Minnesota, who might be the second worst power conference. Louisville's team. gonna lose on the road, and it'll still somehow be a tier three loss <laughs> to Pittsburgh. No, no, no. I some random ACC team that sucks, dude. I, like we're gonna we play Virginia twice. We're probably gonna win one and lose one, and that's gonna cost. That's gonna be. Like terrible because we're not. It's not going to be considered a good win. And it's going to be considered a bad loss. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. They lost to Navy. They got blown out by Houston. They lost to Iowa by one. Navy is actually decent. Oh, are you saying that because you beat them by seventeen? No. Because <laughs> they have they're they have two losses and they just beat the shit out of everybody else. All right. Well, let's talk about the top of the ACC. We there's a lot of Duke out there. I don't think we really need to Louisville, address Duke. Louisville is a top five ACT, ACC team, which is just I mean, something. yeah. I think North Carolina is pretty good still. I do, They've too. lost two games. 
they're going to be up and down all year. They're going to have games where they were like Tennessee, where they get handled by a good team with a good defense. They almost they were almost beat Purdue. They were in that game. Yeah, they were. No, they were in it for a while, and then Purdue just kind of outlasted. Them. They could they can score the ball really well. This is this is a really good offensive team. They have a ton of bigs that can all fill it up. Mana can shoot threes. Garcia can do a lot in the post. Although Travion Williams just demolished him in that Purdue game defensively. Well. Uh, Caleb Love and R.J. Davis can fill it up. Uh, they just have a lot of dudes that can score, but they can't play any defense. So they're they're one of those teams. How Louisville's ACC road will go will be um, known pretty well tomorrow, hopefully. What's tomorrow? NC State. Oh, NC State. Their best player towards ACL. He's, I don't think he was their best player. He was their best defensive player. Yeah. And he was one of the best defense players in ACC. But I don't think he was their best player. And then I they think Hellums or Seabrum is their well, best Seabrum put up 40 the other night in yeah. overtime. He's got like two 30-point games. So. He's averaging 20 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, they look all right. Uh, maybe they maybe they make the tournament. They're probably going to make the tournament as of right now. But yeah, they actually do have a decent team. The thing with, the thing with that is, like last year, it's even worse than last year, but they didn't respect ACC teams because – because like they lost, if you lose a game to like one game against a team that you should beat, like there's no room for error. That's a really bad loss. Yeah, especially at home. You can't lose at home. Luckily, that one's on the road. It's going to be probably considered tier one because it's top seventy-five. But oh my god, Jesus! The ACs like Miami. They're. I, I got into a little Twitter spat with some guy. I kind Miami's of, bad. Yeah, some dude in the preseason was like, "Why are there more talk about Miami?" Although and Miami I responded almost, was like, "Miami sucks." Get Miami out of here. like almost was it? They were in the game against somebody. UCF. Okay, <laughs> this was hilarious. Was it? Did you see this final score of the Miami Alabama game? Oh yeah, they lost by thirty. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> thirty-two points. You know the like the halftime score of that game. Uh, what was it it's close? Like a one point game. And then Alabama <laughs> just boat raced them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's no reason they should be that bad. Honestly, they got a lot of experience. A lot of guys who've been there for a while. Long is gonna go off like every game. Uh, He's gonna have to, and McGuffy, they still yeah. lose. I think Wake Forest might actually be decent. <laughs> their coach. I like their coach. Uh, who they get? The uh, um, Steve Forbes. Yeah. I just remember him from the Olivier Saar um, saga. Which uh, at the end of the day, we should have just let them keep them. <laughs> uh, but no, they've got this transfer from Oklahoma who's playing really well, and then uh, they got most of their guys back, so maybe they're decent. Although LSU beat them pretty good. They play uh, Virginia Tech tomorrow. So let's let's Wake pivot Forest. to talking about the best conference in the country. Not the the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the best because the bo- the bottom of the SEC is. Oh my God, it's terrible. It might be worse than the bottom of the ACC, to be honest. Missouri's really bad. Dude, um, Missouri, Missouri's like uh, average for a <laughs> bottom half of the <laughs> SEC. There's a lot of really, really bad teams this year. But that's the thing. You can't. You, you want to know what South Carolina did the other night? They lost by 24 to Coastal Carolina. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Missouri, yeah, Missouri this... got handled by Liberty. Vanderbilt, 40. 47-34 loss to VCU. I swear. if <laughs> Dude, if, if we weren't under this bullshit in NCAA thing. You think you'd have a shot this year? We would, we'd have a, at least a chance to – we would definitely make the tournament. We'd probably be a top five seed. You think so? Yeah. If you could get better players? Well, that and we wouldn't – we'd be, you know – yeah, we'd have more better players. My probably. goodness, Missouri has lost. They're four and four. They lost <laughs> UMKC, blown out by Florida State, blown out by Liberty, and uh, lost to Wichita State. I mean, the- you hey, but your worst team did beat preseason top ten team, Memphis last yeah. night. Yeah, Georgia. We'll we'll talk about them. Uh, so yeah, Georgia beats. I actually didn't mind Georgia's roster coming into the season, but. Before you want to know, you want another four games before they played Memphis. Goss, here we go. I'm looking at them, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, they lost to Georgia Tech by ten. Georgia Tech, you might be decent, you know. I mean, then they lost to Virginia by ten. So like some mid-level <laughs> ACC teams lost by ten. Look, Georgia, not too bad. 
Those are yeah. Um, yeah. you know they lost Northwestern by sixteen. I don't can't can't really defend that Northwestern who hasn't been good in a long time. Hasn't been good since they made the tournament three or four years ago, and then uh, lost their two best players to transfer. So not a good look. And then uh, you know just just couldn't get it done against Wofford. You know, but we it's a close game, close look, game. We're big Wofford fans here. Remember. Um, our freshman year, we were Wofford a big supporter. Has decent players every now and then. They do, and um, yeah, you know, now they're two best players from their from uh, a couple years ago. Are now the two best players on Virginia Tech, and their coaches on Virginia Tech. So, uh, look, they've been pillaged, but they still can beat Georgia. And then they came and beat College. Memphis because you know what, Memphis is garbage. <laughs> At least you guys get to play Notre Dame. That's gonna be. Easy oh, we one. do. I was hoping they were gonna be good. They like they start five super seniors and like can shoot the hell out of the ball and they still suck. I swear to God, if if that's gonna be considered a tier one law win, that's gonna that make me so be. mad. I mean, are they top seventy five in the net? That's why I hate that. <laughs> it's, uh, Dude, top seven. Like, okay, so somehow, beating uh, <laughs> yeah, like beating freaking Ole Miss on the road is the same as beating Villanova on the road. Like, it's a ridiculous system. I know. I know. It's absurd. Like, oh. that's no. why. That's why. That's why you cannot lose games on the road. Or, or I mean, or, sorry, at, at home. home. Yeah, because unless they're a top Cause they're not team, gonna, it's a quad two loss. Unless they're a top twenty five team, you're. That's it's a quad, a quad two. two loss. If let's it's say absurd. they're they're fifty one. That's a top quad three loss. Like, come on. A home court advantage is important, but it is not worth forty five points in the Fif- standings. Fifty. I thought it was top 25. It's top 30, technically. Okay. Well, still. <clears throat> and then is it 30 to 50 is tier is uh, tier 2, and then 51 to 75? Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's 30 at home, top 50 neutral, 75 away. That's a ridiculous system. <laughs> this That's so frustrating. Terrible. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about some Memphis. <laughs> oh, you and I, you and I went in on Memphis. I feel like we took a stand. Everybody else, when they added, um, when they added uh, Jalen Duran and Amani Bates, and they got all these guys back, there's a lot of excitement. A lot of people in Memphis, they got chesty, Cameron. They got real. They got real excited about their Memphis Tigers. They said, "Oh, look, we're better than we were with Calipari." Calipari never had this much talent on the team. Ridiculous Uh-oh. statement. Uh oh. Uh oh. Go Rose. Penny. Go Penny. And and you know what? And look, the national media was even enchanted. People like Derrick Rose. Come on. People like the AP here. voters. They all they put him in the top top 10, 15, You know, all the people I know that nationally cover college basketball. That you know, everybody was like, okay, look, we know we know Penny's not that proven, but. Too much talent, you can't deny it. And me and you came on this podcast and said, fuck them. They're not any good. We don't think Penny can get the job done. And here we are. They just lost to Georgia. They got beat by Iowa State by 20 points. Iowa State, who went 2-22 and 22 last year. Okay, Iowa State's good, though. I do. I think <laughs> Iowa State is good. I mean, they finally got Steve But Prome they did get there. destroyed. Yeah. And they got destroyed. Uh, and then they lost to Georgia. Who like look, Wofford, Georgia Tech, Virginia. I mean, like, come on, dude. That <laughs> it's at Georgia, so it's not gonna hurt him as much. Uh, it's gonna be a tier two loss. Pff, it should be like a tier, tier five. five. Yeah, like, come on. If, that's not even a Georgia, thing, but it who, should be. Who has zero players that played for the team last year? <laughs> zero players. They've got. Let's look at their top three. Their top four scores are transfer, 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 freshman, transfer, transfer. Freshman, transfer, 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 transfer. Oh, and the one guy they had returning uh, towards ACL and is out for the year. So, <laughs> Georgia. Um, anyway, so Memphis. Amani Bates, look, his numbers haven't been terrible, whatever. But we talked about this. The, having him be, have, running the offense through him is such a miserable idea, and it's bearing out. They're... They gave up 80 points to Georgia, but their defense actually hasn't been terrible. They just can't – they're just a mess offensively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turn the ball over all the time. They they don't get good shots. And Monty Bates is just out there wilding at the end of games. It's uh, it's not good, Goss. What do you think? Um, So Jalen Dern hasn't been horrible. <laughs> well, I mean, he hasn't been horrible now. I mean, he's I mean, been he, fine. He's got what, – what does he have? He's like 15 and 10. I uh, think. Yeah, I'll look it up. A couple blocks. 
Um, no, uh, he hasn't. 11 and 8, actually. but <laughs> Whoa. 11 and 8. He did average wow. at least 15 and Three 10. 3.5 and and blocks. That'll get it done. So that's good. That's He's really taking good. Uh, six shots a game. What's his percentage? I mean, he's shooting 65% from the field. So, so he's, that's actually legit. He might actually be legit. He's decent. I mean, like, he's just... Like, 11 and 8 on six shots a game and three and a half blocks a game, that's very good. That tells me he should be shooting the ball a lot more. Yeah, give him the ball more. Amadi Bates is 12 points, <laughs> one assist. On how many <laughs> shots a game? Uh, he's only taken 10. Their offense sucks. That's not... That make any sense. Like, that's not, a, like... Terrible, if you think of it, it's on the shots he's the amount of shots he's taking. I mean, like, they're such a weird team. They got they got uh, nine guys taking three or more shots a game, and but like nobody taking ten. It's I, I really am confused by their team. Like just just all the way. Lester Quinones is shooting seventy three percent from two point land. He's only taking one shot a game, but you know. One two a game? Maybe he should take a little bit more twos. Uh, yeah, he should. He's taking three threes, but he's making thirty four percent. Anyway, they're just—they don't have any particularly good shooters aside from Tyler Harris, who's shorter than I am. So that tells you what you need to know about him. Shorter than me, and he weighs less too. So, <laughs> yeah, Tyler Harris. Um, does he weigh less? One? Yeah, he does. He weighs one fifty. I'm at like one fifty four. He's my size. He is my size, and that's, that's your best shooter. Kind of amazing. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they don't have anybody averaging three assists. They got, I mean, Bates, their point guard apparently is one point four assists a game. I mean, it's just, I. It all. I mean, it all goes back to. I mean, what has Penny done to prove that he can even produce a top ten team, regardless of top ten, top, of talent? Top Fifty. <laughs> you know, like talent is. Uh, Subjective when you don't when you have yeah. a coach that literally hasn't done anything with talent that he's had. And the thing is, most he's had talent. Most coaches, <laughs> like you might, uh, most coaches, even if you give them talent, even like a subpar coach, if you give them that much talent, they'll generally do make do it well. Yeah, they'll do decent. It's like there's just yeah, coaching's kind of overrated. I mean, it's important, <sighs> like building a culture, all that's important. But if you have Super talented players. Even if you're not the best coach, you could generally make it work. Well, this is that's. I feel like that's a point. That like coaches last do year matter. With Oklahoma State, like they're not any good this year, but like they had Kate Cunningham, and it's like okay, you have such a special talent, and he's such a good distributor and leader. Like, you don't have to be a great coach to make that a good team. Mm. I mean, maybe I. My opinion is kind of that Bates is. I mean, like he's 17. And I don't. I think he kind of plateaued when he was in high school, and he's never going to be as good as people think. But like. He still clearly has some talent. Like, there's a coach out there that could get a, a good Imani Bates out of him. Yeah, I'd take him. Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> I bet he'd be five. I bet he'd be great in Louisville system. You're telling me eleven, and eleven points. Twelve. Twelve points and on <laughs> ten shots a game. I'll take that. Fifty percent. I I don't think Louisville has that many players. Fifty percent from that. the field, thirty-five percent from three on five attempts a game. Like, That's better than anybody on Louisville. I guarantee it. Let's yeah. check. Let's check Louisville's. Louisville's best field goal percentage guy mm-hmm. is Jalen Withers at fifty percent. Oof. Oh, actually, Sidney Curry at eighty-six percent. Oh, but well. he plays seven minutes a game. And Roosevelt Wheeler was sixty. I want Roosevelt Wheeler to play more, but he's at sixty percent. But they're big guys. They should be doing that. Um. Yeah, I I think if you gave this team to like most coaches, most Power Five coaches, they could probably get a get him into shape like i i, I kind of saying that penny's i think <laughs> like a, a atrocious atrocious coach yeah i mean they had one year where they would have made the tournament the covid year but like other than that it's just gather a bunch of talent and do nothing with it but even that year and they had covid they had dj jeffries and precious achua who was just excellent and they really did it on the back of having a great defense like last year they even had a really good defense and so it's he can't he can't coach offense, which is the funniest part of this. He gets all this talent, and they're actually decent on defense, and they just can't score the ball. Wow, couldn't well, be me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to be fair here, they got a little bit more talent than you. They should. Do, oh, they do. Have they more should talent. be scoring the ball. They do have more talent. They, that's true. I would say all of their top five players or six are better offensive players than you have. Any of them. And that's not actually an indictment on Louisville. I'm saying, like, this Memphis team is talented. Like, D. 
DeAndre Williams is very good. Landers Nolly is obviously very good. Um, Landers Timberlake, Nolly was like an all-ACC guy. Yeah, and, and now he's been turned into nine points a game on 36% field goal That's terrible. <laughs> uh, he averaged – he did more than that at the ACC. They're playing better competition. That's when the ACC was better than it is now. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's switch to Duke. I mean, not Duke, Purdue. The number one team in so, the country. I don't know if you monitor my Twitter feed very closely. You don't. Most people I know probably don't. But I, I, I'm, well, I'm well aware. <laughs> there's a lot of Gonzaga fans who got really upset with me when I wouldn't rank them first. I was like, yeah, I don't think you're the best team. I think Purdue's better than you. I was like, I think Duke's better than you. I think they got more talent and... And I got a lot of crap all week. It was it was people sending me. It was these random Gonzaga fans. I, I think this one like fan account retweeted my little rankings, <laughs> and then they just went in on me. So this past week was um, uh, it was quite gratifying to watch them fall to Duke, and I, I found myself cheering for Duke like vehemently because now I hate Gonzaga worse than Duke. I don't know if is that. Is that your the state of no. your? <laughs> you mean, no. You're rooting for Gonzaga. I have no reason to hate Gonzaga. I hate Gonzaga. I want them to lose. Well, I think last year. I, well, look, we had to be. There People no, get on them for their schedule. But. Yeah. Well, well, you know what they should. You get, join a real conference. Jesus Christ! Can't, can't save me with all the non-conference scheduling. You, you all your road games are against quad four teams in the in January, February, and March. Like, come on. You wouldn't ever go undefeated in a Power 5 schedule, and don't act like you would. Come on. No, they wouldn't. They would never. <laughs> hey, but it, No, I think it's because last year they were like, hey, they're number one all year. And I was like, I think Baylor's better. They just play a tougher schedule. And guess what? Baylor kicked their ass in the tournament. It helped Baylor to play a tougher schedule. It did. Uh, I think they took lumps. They had teams challenge them for two and a half months. I think Mark Few knows that. That's why he's trying to schedule these off, off these non-conference. Well, he he needs but to like he his team's good enough to I'm where curious. he wants he needs to test them early on. We still haven't even heard anything about like Gonzaga possibly joining even the Pac-12. It's not happening. They don't want to. Not even for a. They back- don't want to. The Pac-12 don't want to. Look, if 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 Gonzaga wanted to join the Pac-12 for basketball only, the Pac-12 would let them do that. I, I mean. I don't care what the Pac-12 says publicly. If the, if that if they wanted to do that, they would do it because Gonzaga is now such a. I mean, look to credit them, they are Good. one of the powers in college basketball, one of the biggest brands we have going, and one of the best programs. They are going to put butts in seats on in road games in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Like they they would make money for the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, they they definitely could. They just don't. I don't I don't really get it. But oh well. Anyway. So Gonzaga got knocked off their pedestal, and it elevated. I I think Purdue and Baylor are honestly the, and maybe and Baylor's Duke. good, dude. They're so good. <laughs> Baylor's really good again. I, I'm hesitant to believe. Like I mean, they're not last year's team. Let's they just put, like, beat the shit out of Michigan State, but the Michigan State didn't go ten for eighteen. On there days. has not been enough talk about Baylor. They, I mean, people were get thought Michigan State was pretty good because they who they beat last week in one of those tournaments. Was it UConn? UConn. Yeah, and I think that, that – I'm not sure Michigan State's that good because I think that UConn game was misleading because UConn the night before played that triple overtime game against Auburn or double overtime. They went 10 of 18 on three. So. I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very upset about that. I don't think – I think that game was a lot – I think the teams are a lot closer I think you to would each say, other yeah, than, you, Louisville, than uh, Michigan life, State's not much, not much better than you all. Like, no, but, they, but they, they played better. Yeah. They played better to win. I mean, the only difference in that game was um, three-point shooting and free throws. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, well, I mean, look at look at the 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 team stats, but yeah. uh, well, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> All right, so I'm very frustrated, but with Baylor, they're they're a completely different team than they were last year. They it's not they're last year it was okay. We've got Mitchell Teague Butler. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spread you out, pick and roll. These guys can you know. Pick and roll, they'll, they'll, they'll find the open guy, get their own shot, or even if just one-on-one, they can all dust you off the dribble or make shots over your fi- in your eye, like contested. All, they, the, ah. <laughs> Baylor Baylor's guard combo last year was amazing. But this year they got this Kendall Brown dude. I don't know if you've watched any of him. Five, he's a five-star. Dude, he, I, yeah, he, he's an insane athlete. Like he's, He should be a top-ten pick. Good. <laughs> so they got him, Matthew Meyer. Uh, they got all these like six eight, six nine guys. Some of them wings, some big. So they're a lot bigger this year. I mean, oh my goodness, dude, Kendall. What? I'm, I'm looking at Kendall Brown's stat line. 
I mean, he's 13 points a game, three rebounds. Look at his but... field goal percentage. His, he's incredibly efficient. Yeah, 71, 72%. <laughs> his worst field goal percentage is three point, which is for everybody. I'm it's 67%. You, he's an ins- he, he's. I, I don't know why people don't talk about him as much. Like, this team won the national championship. No, they will. And they, they have will. this guy, and they kick the crap out of Michigan State. You, they keep it up, they'll—, they'll... I, This Kendall Brown dude should be a top— 5'10 pick. I mean, he's insanely athletic. He's 6'8", and then they got, you know, the bones of their team from last year with Meyer and Flagler and Chama Chachua. And Cryer. Thomas. Yeah, LJ Cryer, who's been their leading scorer off the bench. Chama Chachua. Flothon. Um, so, yeah, we'll hear a lot about them. They can still shoot the crap out of the ball. They play good defense. They are even more athletic and bigger than they were last year. Um, they just don't have those three legends in the backcourt, which I— They don't miss. <laughs> yeah, those dudes, man. Um not not going to see a backcourt like that again for a long time. All right, and then Purdue. Do we think Purdue's the best team in the country? Right. I mean, yes. They uh, they've been incredibly um, good. Dominant. Dominant. I, I believe it was I who came on this podcast a few months ago and said they were my preseason number one. They did. I I'm sticking by it. Um, they didn't. Even though I was I was skeptical of the Jaden Ivey hype because he wasn't efficient whatsoever last I year. I mentioned Jaden Ivey. And uh, yeah, he's gonna be. He talk talk about top ten picks. He'll be. He'll certainly be one. Why can't Zach Eady be a top ten pick? Um, I. <laughs> well, you wait till James Harden runs one pick and roll against him, <laughs> and you'll see. Like, oh, yeah, this he, guy can't. He's a little. Oh soft. wait, we can't play zone in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I've kind of wondered the same thing. Like, why not throw him out there? You know, he he. I, I think he's Purdue's best player. I mean, as as great as Ivy is, I think Edie's their best player. Like just statistically, he's so efficient and dominant as a defensive player. Like it's. Are we ready to give uh, Matt Painter uh, more credit? I feel like we, you and I, give him a lot of he credit. He deserves it. We dude. always. He's, all, he's never had a bad team. He really hasn't. And he, it's been quite some time. I don't know how long he's been there, but. Um. I mean, dude, he's had. He constantly gets guys. He's never recruiting at an absurd level. He's never tra- getting transfers at an absurd level. He's just like Jaden Ivey was barely a top hundred player. Zach Eady, I don't know who he is. I don't know how they pick these seven four guys up and nobody sees this this dude. Hammonds, Haas, Harms. I mean, Swanigan was a high recruit, but like just these big guys. He's Travion Williams. <laughs> Travion Williams. Eady, he's got two of them right now. Like the way they do the roster right now, it's like. Everybody thought Williams was going to be a All-American this year, and he's like, "No, we're going to have him he's, come off the bench." He's been good. No, he's, he's been very good, but he's been All-American level, but just in in smaller sample because he's like, "Yeah, we're not going to play him and Edie together. Instead, we're since these guys can probably only play thirty minutes a game each, we're going to maximize them. We're going to go on off with them so that we always have a dominant post score down low yeah. with our rolodex of guards that can shoot, create, dribble. Like, <laughs> it must be nice." I, is this the best Purdue, Purdue team of this Painter run? That Carson Williams team was. was that? The Carson Williams team was really good, yeah. Very good. They had a. Uh, oh my God. Well. They had Edwards. I'm um, not sure they weren't. That roster was not better than this one. They had Edwards, who was excellent in 25 a game and all that, but. Swanigan. They had Haas. Oh, you're talking about the first Edwards team. <sighs> Maybe not. I might be wrong. Well, the, the one that lost the. Uh, um, did they beat the, dude? I'm the one that blanking. lost to Virginia. Yeah, yeah. That the one, national champion. That one in a close game was the uh, that was Ed, the year Edwards averaged twenty five, and they their only other players were like Matt Harms, No Gel Eastern, Eastern was Ryan good. Klein. Eastern's good. Yeah, but they only had two guys who averaged double figures. Klein had a good, really good tournament, but Purdue was should have won that game. It was a Kiari Clark just. Chuck it to keep, oh that to yeah Mama Diakite that that play gets lost because uh, dude oh, that's unbelievable you look back I, you're you, like I bet you Purdue might win the, that they might have won the national championship that year hell I mean it's possible I mean they go through what Auburn and Texas Tech Auburn and Texas Tech they can beat both they might not but they yeah. could I, I mean that play like you, you look at that it's <laughs> he's like what. 45 feet from the basket. With two seconds left and, and he, tries to pass. And he passes it. And 90, then Diakite just don't drink. 99.9% of the players would have chucked I, it at, at, from half court. It, he 
would have shot it, it from half court. He that play passed it. should the be the balls played. on that is to respect. I don't like Kia Clark, but that you gotta give him that respect is, for that. It's one of the <laughs> that play should be played like the Leitner shot because it's it's much crazier. It's much crazier. Like the difference between them winning the championship and not is, I mean that play obviously like they go out if they don't make that. It is. It it's such an unbelievable play, but anyway, um, yeah. So th- that Purdue team that was just ma- mainly led by Edwards, but the year before they had Edwards, Haas, Vince Edwards, Dakota Mathias, PJ Thompson. That was a really good team because that they were actually a two seed the year before. Did I say Carson Edwards? Yeah. Or Williams? I said Carson Williams. Maybe. I I meant Carson Edwards. Jesus. Carson Williams. There's it is a Carson Williams, but he's on Western Kentucky. Or I was. was. Say, I was like, that's a, that's he a, was Mr. Ba- Kentucky basketball. Mr. Kentucky. So I think he played for NKU for a minute, maybe. He did. Uh anyway. Yeah, so that you had that you had the team with Edwards as a as a sophomore with with Haas, Vince, Matthias, and Thompson. Thought, that w- team was really was good. Was that the one where they kinda got derailed because Haas Broke yeah. his elbow, and or... then he tried to like bring a bionic arm into the they're like, NCAA tournament. They're no, like, no, <laughs> they're like you don't just get to wreck you turn people. one time and you're, this dude's out for the game. Yeah, like, like you don't get to walk in there like a transformer. Like, yeah, yeah. And then the year before that, they had Swanigan, Haas, and the same dudes on the, as guards. So they've had several teams that have been top twenty, top ten, top three seeds in the tournament. Um, but this might be their most complete. You know, you've got I- Ivy, who's a ball handler, just su- stud all the way around, passing, rebounding, defense. I mean, there's nothing you can't do. Stefanovic is maybe the best shooter in all of college basketball. Mm-hmm. He can hit shots off the dribble. Uh, or, his per- you know. Stefanovic's percentage is close to uh, Noah Locke's uh, percentage at Florida, who hasn't done shit at Louisville. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, Stefanovic is just insanely efficient. But I mean, how is then Trevion Williams, Ide at the? I mean, they have so many options. It's their top four is as good as any. Balanced. They got a lot of depth. They got defense. Um, so yeah, I'm a Purdue fan. I think they're. Uh, I think they're good. I think they're. I think them, Duke, Gonzaga, yeah, Baylor at this point are probably the four best teams. And after that, um, I don't know. After that, I think it remains to be seen. Maybe Kentucky's in that group. I'm not sure yet. I think if we had Shaden Sharp, we're in that group, but we'll see. I th- I th- oh, man, I'm getting excited about Shaden Sharp coming coming in mid-year and playing. That'd be something. It's what we're missing. I, mean, I haven't talked about Kentucky at all, but, I mean, like, we got a great point. We have the nation's leader in assists and in rebounds. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we got those two spots. We got good shooting this year. We've got I think our defense will be fine. Cal Perry's uh, his best best part of his coaching profile is defense. He's a good defensive coach. And then um, yeah, if we just can get that primary score because people think it's Ty Ty, which maybe it is. I think he, he's fine. Like he's just not like a elite elite level get his own bucket type guy. Which perhaps he develops and is a really good go-to. But I don't. I think Shane Sharp, even like a seventeen-year-old Shane Sharp, is just raises the ceiling of this team because he can do stuff athletically that no one else can. It's amazing you had a number one player to a already good team. How well they can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I was just pointing out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Of course, yeah. like yeah. I. You never um, know. Like we could have been saying this. Say, say Monty Bates didn't join till the middle middle of the year, and people were like, "Oh my God, this guy is." He got even more hype than Shane Sharp, and then you're like, yeah. he joins, you're like, oh, wait, he's behind. He's really, really skinny, shaky on defense. <clears throat> no, I mean, I don't know. Um, that's the that's the big wrinkle. If Kentucky just adds the number one player in the class, like, I feel like that's a pretty big deal. No, well, yeah, <laughs> like under the like, I mean, look, sure, maybe he's not ready and it doesn't go well, but maybe like if he's like legit, like, let's say he's as good as Paulo Banchero, he's the number one player in the last class. Paulo Banchero could have come in in the middle of last year and dominated, I'm sure. Probably, yeah. So let's say Sharp's that good. Like, I mean, that changes the entire national landscape of things. But, um, yeah. All right. Anything else, Goss? No, not really. Well. All right. <laughs> Fardal's a Mac, a Mac for Second first round draft pick. Oh, yeah. They beat his Utah Valley team, beat BYU last night. Did you see his stat line? What did he have? Like, I think he was like 20 and 20. I don't know. Close to that. Like, we call that the Oscar. 
Okay. Relax. <laughs> hey, Oscar's 16 rebounds a game. Let's... I know. <laughs> I'm wondering how long this will last. Like, can he actually average, like, 15 for a season? <laughs> He'll get in foul trouble too much in SEC play to average a ton, but um, we shall see. All right, Goss. Oh, ACC Michael DeVoe leading the country in points a game. Yep. And then Keegan Murray next. That's cool. We'll lose to Georgia Tech, and it'll be a bad loss, and they'll still suck. Hey, I'm game. still riding past your heart. <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> Michael re- Devo's been paying my ass ever since he's been there. I've always wanted more out of Michael Devo. He's always giving you more against Louisville. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Why can't this guy average more than 15 points a game? You know, he, he has, I think. He averaged 16 his sophomore year, and I was like, wow, this guy. Watch out. And then the next year he dropped. And I to was like, 15. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I man. thought he was going to take a big leap, and he did not. Also, he, like, he started out slow. Well, I don't know why we're breaking down Michael DeVos junior year, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fine. Like, he still was very good. <laughs> um, all right, I guess that wraps it up. Well, as always, where is Chris Early? <laughs>